This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the Mom Room Pep Talk. Okay? It's a holiday pep talk. I feel like recording this episode, like I feel like putting a knife through my eyeball, okay? I'm just in this mood, like I want to quit everything, not really quit, but like significantly decrease the amount of things that I do when it comes to all the background work that I do nonstop plus creating content nonstop, prepping for interviews, doing the interviews, prepping for solos, doing the solos. Like, it's just like, oh my God. And then the pressure to respond to DMs and reply to comments. And it's just, it's a lot. Going to events, like all kinds of things. Part of me, like sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, am I going to be 75 years old and look back and be like, oh, good thing I put all that blood, sweat, and tears, and literally 100% of my focus and energy into doing that versus like, maybe you should go to yoga every couple days and take care of yourself and eat properly. And you know what I mean? This just like consumes everything. And I think I'm pretty good compared to other people with regard to having a balance and not having my phone all the time and actually going and visiting family and disconnecting. So I can't imagine what it's like to be glued to, because like I don't consume a lot of content and I know most creators are also consuming a ton of content. Anywho, it's just like the mood that I'm in and I'm like, oh my God, I have to record the solo, even though I'm really pumped about this topic because One of the things I started to notice very early on when Milo was younger, now it's a little bit better because he's five years old. He is more independent. I can like sit and have a conversation with someone. I don't have to be constantly watching him. My niece, Poppy, is like 18, 19 months old. She is right at that age where it's like, oh my God, you have to watch her nonstop Okay, let me just double check what microphone. Oh, thank God. I thought it was using my microphone from my laptop and I was going to snap. Okay. Um, yeah, Poppy is at that age where 
you literally have to be watching her nonstop. If Liza, my sister, wants to get up and do anything, like she has to make sure that somebody else is watching her. And for me, when Milo was younger, for Milo's life, for the most part, I was either on maternity leave, so with him 24-7, my husband didn't get any parental leave because he's self-employed technically as a physician in Canada. And I don't know if people realize that physicians are considered self-employed and they don't have any benefits. So the, the people that provide you with health care do not have health care themselves. Like we have to pay for health care. And I remember telling somebody this, I think it was my mamere, and she was shocked. I was like, yeah, like he's self-employed. He doesn't get leave. He doesn't have sick days. Like if he doesn't work, he doesn't get paid. End of story. And we pay for our benefits, our health insurance and everything. So anyways, I was either on maternity leave, my husband was working, or I was doing what I do now, which is work for myself, make my own schedule, all that kind of stuff which then allows me to go up north as much as I want to visit my family, but my husband doesn't really get to come most of the time because he works. And oftentimes I like go up on a whim. It's not like a planned thing. Or if my husband's on call for a weekend, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go up to my parents' house because he's going to be home busy. So yeah, my point of this is to say that a lot of the time when Milo was younger, it would be just me taking him to my parents' place or to a holiday something if my husband was working. If my husband's there, it's a totally different experience for the most part because he is so involved and he kind of gets all this stuff that we're about to talk about today or that I am going to talk about. But yeah, I know what it feels like to bring a little kid that's like about Poppy's age to like holiday functions, to other people's houses, hosting things, because a lot of the times I had to do it by myself, even still, like I was just at my parents' place, although Milo's older now. But yeah, so that's where I kind of started to realize oh my god, like everyone's out there having fun. I'm like trying to get Milo to bed. I remember one and it wasn't like a holiday, but I was at my parents' place, but I was going to be sleeping with Milo at my mamere's and everyone's outside having like a grand old time. And of course with kids, it's so much harder to put them to sleep in a place that they're not familiar with. You know, like even though I try and pack absolutely everything that we would need, you're always like, like, it's not the same. I'm trying to put Milo to bed. I don't think he went to bed that night until like 12.30, 1 in the morning. And all I wanted to do was just go talk with everybody and like have a glass of wine. And I was just in the room with Milo trying to get him to sleep, listening to everybody else have fun. And I was like, oh my God. And then the safety thing, like nowhere else, unless they also have small kids, but usually they don't. Nowhere else is baby-proofed, and there's lots of hazards, especially at my parents' place. It was, like, there's a lake right there. There's lots of, like, drop-offs, like, off the deck, rocks, like, who knows what they're putting in their mouth. Oh, my God. It's just, like, all the things. And table corners, 
it's nonstop, really. And I remember thinking, like, we set up our houses so much when we have little kids that it's almost like it's wild when you go into someone else's house that doesn't have small kids and you see all the things laying around and you're like, oh my God, like they're going to break that. That's a hazard. They're going to pull that down onto themselves. It's just, it's a lot. So I started to realize like, holy shit, holidays and gatherings and functions used to be like so much fun, so enjoyable, like carefree, no worries in the world. And then when you have a child, There are bonuses and positives, like it's exciting for everyone to see your child, you love your child, you're so proud of them, they're so cute. And so there's all that, like you, maybe you're dressing them up in a little outfit, like all these, you know, stupid things that we do. And it's fun, but then it gets old pretty quick and it can be super frustrating, especially if the people that you're gathering with or visiting with or making plans with, aren't in the mindset of like, yeah, it's really hard to go through these things with little kids and to travel with little kids and to pack up the car and bring little kids over and miss nap time and keep kids up late and so on and so forth. I put up a question box on my Instagram asking you guys what your holiday grievances were. I was supposed to record this at my parents' place with my sister But a snowstorm was coming, so I ended up leaving my parents' place early to avoid that. And yeah, I don't know what Liza's doing today. I think she's like getting gifts ready for the holidays. And I just didn't want to bug her to be like, ooh, you want to come record? And then it's also like way more work to record virtually with someone with regard to editing. So I always edit my solo episodes and I have a professional editor that does the guest episodes. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to record it on my own. Like, it's fine. So holiday grievances. This is what you guys wrote in. And I wasn't expecting to have a huge turnout of responses. And you guys had so much to say about this because it is. It's something that nobody really talks about. Like, because you don't want to sound like a Grinch and be like, oh my God, this fucking like, the holidays are exhausting like it's not enjoyable but really like there's enjoyable moments but it can be so freaking frustrating and hard and like for the most part I have a very understanding and accommodating family most people don't so I can just imagine how much that grinds people's gears Also, just a quick note, I'm recording this in my bedroom because our house smells like shit, okay? And it's not even shit. Like, it's what I imagine if you crawled into a sewer and walked around, I'm assuming this is what it smells like. I keep saying, like, in my own mind, I haven't said this out loud, but I keep saying I feel like a Ninja Turtle living in a sewer, This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 
13 to 14 grams of protein and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes. And I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. And I'm almost nervous to leave the house. Like I told my husband I would pick up Milo today. But you know how you get used to a smell and it kind of goes away? Like last night it was so bad. I was like gonna go get a hotel room. I couldn't stand it. I woke up this morning and I'm like, oh, okay, like not so bad. And I think it's just because my body is acclimatized to it. So if I leave, like I want to go walk bubbles, I want to, I have to go pick up Milo. When I come back into the house, it's going to be like starting from square one again and just like absolutely disgusting. So what happened was we don't really use our basement very much and it's set up to be an apartment so there's a full bathroom down there there's a kitchen there's a guest bedroom and that's where i have my little studio so the the last little while my husband's parents have been here so they stayed downstairs my mama and dan were here remember they like literally rearranged my whole house they stayed downstairs 
And then my mom was just here for a few days. She stayed downstairs and then she brought it to my attention. She was like, and it's funny because a few days before my mom even arrived, when we would walk into the house after like going for dinner or something, I would be like, what is that smell? Like, and my husband couldn't smell anything. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, no, like, it's just like off. Like the house smells weird. Didn't think anything of it. I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes you just get like weird smells. And then my mom stayed with us and she was like, you know, the, we have like a little crawl space under the stairs in the basement and that's where the sump pump is. And we have like stuff stored in there. And every once in a while, if you open that door, like it smells so bad. And I just thought like that was what a sump pump is. One second, I'm going to sneeze. Thank you. Okay. So that's just like what I thought a sump pump was. And, you know, I thought, okay, in the future, we should probably have someone come look at this. Like, maybe this is not normal. But then it got so bad. And my mom was like, this is not normal. Like, you need to have someone come check this out because she was worried, like, the basement was going to flood with freaking sewage. So I'm like, oh, my God. So somebody came to look at the sump pump thing on Saturday today is Tuesday. When I was at my parents, they came, looked at it, and the pump that pushes stuff from the bathroom in the basement and the kitchen in the basement out of the house to, like, the sewer pipe. I don't know, guys. Like, this is just how I'm explaining it to you, like, if this makes sense. The pump that does that isn't working at all. So basically, I think what has happened is it probably never worked. And the more people have been staying downstairs and using those things, it's just filling up with disgustingness and like sitting, molding, disgusting, gross water. So today they were supposed to drop off a brand new pump, like the builder, and then a plumber was going to come this afternoon and fix it. But he is running behind today so now he might come tomorrow morning but I'm just like oh my god so that is why I am in my room I am not going downstairs it is disgusting okay thank god it wasn't so 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 bad on Friday because Tanya came and recorded in my studio and like I had diffusers going and it was fine but once my husband started dinking around down there and like sucking up all the old water with his little fucking vacuum it made the whole house rake. Like, rake. I was like, do you have to go fucking suck up the disgusting water? Like, just leave it till they come fix it. And he's like, it's going to overflow. And I'm like, honestly, like, I, I don't know that it's going to overflow. Like, I don't think it is. I think you're being dramatic. Because I finally, like, when Milo and I came home from my parents' place, my husband wasn't here. And so I opened up all the windows, put diffusers on, like, it was actually starting to freshen up in the house. And then as soon as my husband gets home from work, he goes down there and starts dinking around and sucking up all the water again. And it reeked in the house. All I wanted to do last night was be in a good mood, put my little bed and cuddle with my husband and like put on a show and like snuggle and give him some kisses and like just like be in a good mood. And the opposite of that happened. My husband vacuumed up the water. The whole house smelled like shit. 
I locked myself in my room, had diffusers going, opened the windows. It was fucking like minus 50 in my room and Milo wouldn't go to bed. It was like a whole thing. So I just came into my room and read my Kindle and went to bed. How I wanted last night to go was not how it went at all. And just a quick little side note, the book that I'm reading, it's called The Book Club. No, hold on. It's right here. What's it called? The Book Club Hotel from by from by Sarah Morgan is the perfect book so far. Um, I am loving it. It's about three friends who have a book club and they skipped their meeting in the summer that which is where they always meet they have like a little trip and talk about all the books that they've read they skipped it in the summer so then they want to plan it around Christmas time and they book this like cute little quaint hotel but it jumps from uh from girl to girl woman to woman whatever and each of them has like a unique lifestyle like one is married with kids and she's like a stay-at-home mom and has all those stressors and then the other one is like this like high up like career woman and like no partner no family so she has her own struggles and then someone else just like lost her job uh her husband passed away I think anyways it's just so good I'm loving it so far okay Let's get into the freaking things that you guys sent me. So holiday pep talk, here are your grievances for the holidays when you have little kids. That was a fun jingle. Okay, number one. This is tricky because it could be either or. So a lot of people were saying they hated that everyone expected them to travel. And even if it's just within the same city like to pack up the car with all the shit get all the kids dressed get them in the car um and then also it's a bigger deal because you're out of the house so now if the party or the dinner is going into the kids bedtimes it's like you want to leave you're not going to put them to bed in someone else's house you know what i mean like some people are very lax about stuff like that me not so much like Milo had to have like his own little bedroom like place to do his bedtime routine and go to sleep and even when he did have that it was a fucking nightmare and I couldn't enjoy the festivities anyways so it's like why am I not just going home so yeah to be expected to travel is annoying and at the same time a lot of you guys were saying you're irritated that you're expected to host the events because you have a house that's set up well for hosting or whatever it might be. But not only are you hosting, but then people are not pitching in when it comes to like prepping food and cleaning and getting all that kind of stuff done. I feel like when you have little kids, you need to be the person that's like, so this year we're doing this you're welcome to join, you're welcome to whatever. Like, don't wait for other people to make the plans. And also what I think happens is the generations before us have traditions and things like they do Christmas and the holidays a certain way. And so we've always just done that our whole lives. But then once you're also an adult and you have a family with kids, that all starts to change and I think it can be hard for the previous generations so like our parents our grandparents because now it's like I have a husband uh we have his parents and his side of the family and there's lots of 
different families involved. Like my sister has Mikey and my brother's out in Vancouver and like there's just a lot going on. So when you have little kids, don't be afraid to speak up and just be like, oh, so this year, like, we don't mind coming over, but we're going to have to leave at this time because we're going to put the kids to bed. We don't want them to have a terrible day the next day, so on and so forth. Like, just fucking say it. I know in my family, it's like around November or whatever, we start to just ask like what everyone's doing for Christmas and usually it'll like flip-flop like I was at my parents place last year so this year my husband's family will all be in the Toronto area so we're gonna do it with them but I was luckily able to go visit my parents this past weekend and we did a little Christmas with Poppy and stuff then but yeah like just you know I remember when Milo was super little And it was a pain in the ass to get him all packed up into the car to leave my parents' house. And my mamere, amazing intentions, lovely, 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 Uh, like love her, obviously. But she would always be like, oh, stop by on your way out because you have to drive past my mamere's house when you leave my parents' place. And when he was little, like now it's not an issue because he's older, but... When he was little, I was like, no, if you want to see him, come come visit at my mom's house before we pack up the car and leave because there's nothing worse than packing up the car, getting your child strapped into his car seat when they're a certain age, and then having to stop literally two minutes later, take them out of the car, visit, and like do the whole thing again. So I literally just said that, and then it was a non-issue. It was like, oh, okay. Like, because they're not thinking about what we're experiencing. You know what I, you know what I mean? And like, I think a lot of the times we assume that people are like, they know what our experience is and what we're thinking and they're still like insisting that we go over or whatever it might be. Like, no, people don't know. So just say, actually, no, it's like a pain in the ass to take him out of the car again because it's a struggle to get him in the car seat. Once he's all in the car, set up, like ready to go, I would rather just leave. So if you want to visit, like come to my mom's house before. End of story. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Don't just tell people like, no, like come up with a solution. Like, okay, so what would you like to do? And put it on the table. And then if people like turn it down, like you have the option to be like, fucking turn down their thing. Like, you know, just say it. A lot of people talked about when people are over gifting your kids so they're giving your kids maybe too many things i don't know i have never experienced this in my life and it's not really something that i necessarily care about my mom literally like puts on a full fucking christmas for poppy and milo like she doesn't just sorry i have to i have to move so i can blow my nose she doesn't just like get them a gift like get them uh a christmas gift no 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 she 
gives them an entire stocking each like all the treats like all the gifts like multiple gifts it's like a whole ass christmas i was making a joke this weekend at my mom's house i'm like my like milo's basically like a child of divorced parents like he's having two full-blown christmases but it doesn't bother me one second i have to blow my nose okay i blew my nose but i edited it out i i mean i will edit it out because people don't even like when i take a drink of water like Justice for podcasters being able to drink water. Or is it just that I would announce when I'm drinking water? I don't know, guys, but it stresses me out. Now I have to drink water. Okay, so yeah, the overgifting thing I can't relate to. Um, I don't know. Maybe people get offended because it's like people are gifting them things that are bigger gifts or more than what the immediate parents would be gifting. I'm not sure. Along the same note, what or along the same line was people giving your kids toys outside of like what you specified for them. And so you either have to return the toys or it's not age appropriate or something like that, which, yeah, like that's annoying. But somebody else said never getting a break. And this is interesting because the one time that parents would get a break when it comes to holiday functions and getting together with family is when their kids go to sleep. But then oftentimes my biggest thing that would drive me nuts that like it doesn't fly at my house because I am not afraid to just like say no. Um, I'm not a people pleaser. But people telling you to let your kids stay up late or just skip their nap. Like, no, no. That is actually when I can have a conversation with someone and enjoy a drink or eat the fucking meal that everybody else got to eat while I was trying to feed my child. Uh, So that, like, that is when parents would get a break for the most part, especially when they're that age where you have to freaking watch every single thing that they're doing. But then people pressure you to let your kids stay up late. And it's like, no, no. And I think people don't realize, like, there's this myth out there that if kids stay up late, they're going to sleep in. So it's like a win-win. Like, what's the big deal? Let your kids stay up late for Christmas, Christmas Eve, whatever it might be. And then they'll sleep in tomorrow. And it's like, no, Auntie Linda, it doesn't work that way. Kids, first of all, you keep your kid up past a certain time. They're overtired and it's a fucking nightmare to try and get them to sleep. So are you going to put them to sleep at midnight, Auntie Linda? Because I don't want to deal with that. Like, I haven't been able to have a conversation with anyone all day. I've been, like, monitoring their every single move, trying to get them to eat, like, changing diapers, all the things. I would like them to go to bed at 7 p.m. so that I can now have an evening and talk to people that I haven't seen all year. Um, Maybe enjoy a drink or, like, a piece of cake, you know? Another thing is when kids are overtired and they go to bed, they're not sleeping in. They're not sleeping in. Like these are not teenagers. They will either get up even earlier because their clock is all fucked up or they're going to get up right at the exact same time, 6 a.m. and wake up full of piss and vinegar. That's just how it works. So are you going to wake up with them at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., Auntie Linda? No. You're not. 
So I will put my kid to bed when I want to put my kid to bed. I don't have an Auntie Linda, but I always think of the name Linda from that TikTok or that video that went viral of the kid that was like, listen, Linda, listen, Linda. So Linda's always in my, in my mind. Same with skipping naps. So many people have holiday events like right in the middle of the day. And unfortunately, naps, when your child is on a one nap or even the two nap schedule, it sucks for daytime things. Like you're very limited as to like you're trapped in the house basically with naps. You're nap trapped, but in a different way. Like you can't leave the house. And it is a temporary, it's a few years of your life. So explain to your family, like we don't want to mess them up and have a terrible night and have a cranky child for the whole holiday season because they're missing their naps. You know what I mean? Like Poppy missed a nap and oh my God, she didn't go to bed till 11 p.m. that night. Okay. 11 p.m. And you would think, oh my God, she missed her nap. She's going to be exhausted. Doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Otherwise, frig, I would keep kids up all the time and skip naps, you know? Having to clean everything while everyone else has fun. Honestly, whoever prepped and I was going to say prepared, but I'm pretty sure that prepped is the short form of prepared. Um, Whoever prepped and made dinner and served it and did all those things should not be cleaning at all. Gather the troops to come and clean. You should not be cleaning. And if it's not happening organically, naturally, ask them. Say, you know what? I'm going to grab a drink or like sit down for a minute. Can I get some help tidying up the kitchen? And don't be nitpicky about if they're going to do it properly. Just let somebody else do it. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Trying to fulfill everyone's traditions, events, and plans. You can say no to things. I don't know if you know this, but you can say no to things. There's so many things going on. And again, little kids are so hard to get dressed, to bring out, keep them in a good mood. You never know. It's all, And this is why it's terrifying to take out little kids because they're so unpredictable. Like it could go beautifully and it could also be absolutely terrible, in which case, like I would say, just leave. That, that's how I always used to mentally prepare to leave the house with Milo. I would be like, okay, Renee, what's the worst case scenario? Like you go to the mall, he throws a fit and you just leave. But yeah, when it comes to like events and other people's plans, you know, take note of what everyone is doing and what's available to you and pick and choose. I don't like... I don't know what else to say. And if you need to have a couple awkward conversations with someone, then so be it. Like, so be it. It's better to have a couple awkward conversations and just kind of be like, you know what? This year, we're going to kind of slow things down a little bit because we, you know, we're going to get the kids to bed on time and so on and so forth. Like, we're going to have like a more quiet holiday this season just because of the age of the kids and so on and so forth. But we will do, you know, X, Y, Z. Like, don't be afraid to to just bring these things up. And 
again, like how somebody else responds to you saying that is not your problem. Like, don't worry about it. I would rather somebody else be irritated and upset for two seconds because, you know, we're going to leave the party early than myself be pissed off at that party doing something that I don't want to do and resenting everybody, you know? Yeah, nowhere is child-proofed. We went over that. Uh, Yeah, everything is scheduled at the worst times, especially when it comes to naps. And you know what? That is just how life works when your child is napping age. Someone said people overstaying their welcome. Honestly, like, party's over. Like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope everybody has the absolute best holiday season. Set your boundaries, uh, put your big girl pants on, and just don't let people fucking walk all over you. Don't let people say things to your kids that you're not comfortable with. Like somebody mentioned, you know, when people are like, oh, Santa's not going to come if their kids are misbehaving. If you don't want them to say stuff like that, like just stop them in the moment. Just be like, no, like don't say that. They can get offended. That's fine. Get offended. Like, don't make it a big deal. Just be like, "Mm, no, don't say that. You know? I hope everyone has a lovely holiday. This has been such an incredible year. Next week's episodes will be the number one downloaded episode of the entire year on Tuesday. And then Thursday is going to be my absolute favorite episode of the year. So tune in to those. Uh which means I'm taking a little bit of a break next week. Yo, yo, yo. I haven't, I don't think I've taken a break. And by break, like I'm still going to be like doing the behind the behind the scenes stuff, like editing videos and like doing all that stuff, getting ready for January. But I guess I won't be doing like urgent recording kind of things. Let me know what you guys want to see or hear in 2024. I'm thinking about switching up the the way the podcast works, um, maybe doing more solo episodes. Uh, yeah, let me know. New podcast with my sister will be out January 1st. I can't wait to do that one because it's just going to be like, uh, so funny. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope everybody has an amazing holiday. And when am I going to be back? Let's see. I will be back January 2nd with a fantastic episode to kick off 2024. And then the next solo episode will be January 4th. And remember, Liza and I's podcast will be out January 1st. So you got lots to listen to the first week of January. All right. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. Okay. Bye. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.